And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Agriculture Minister David Merritt discusses the upcoming session of the Saskatchewan Legislature, which resumes sitting on Wednesday in Regina. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, sunny skies and a high of 10 degrees. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, the low minus 5. Wind chill minus 5 in the evening and minus 11 overnight. Tuesday, sunny. Wind southeast 30, gusting to 50, the high 13, the low 0. Wednesday, sunny with a high 12, the low plus 2. Thursday, sunny, the high 12, the low plus 3. Friday, sunny, the high 12, the low plus 1. Saturday, sunny, the high 11, the low minus 1. Sunday, sunny, the high near 11 degrees. The normal high is 8 for this time of year. The normal low is minus 5. The sun rose at 7.32 this morning. It sets at 5.54 tonight. And around the province this hour, Estevan is 8, Saskatoon 5, Swift Current 10, Weyburn is 7, Yorkton is 4. In Regina with sunny skies, it's 5, that's 41 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 10. Humidity 49%, the barometer rising 102.9. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 6 degrees. Winds are from the north-northeast at 8. Once again, Regina, sunny and 5, that's 41 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougal Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougalauction.com. And South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural precision ag and lawn and garden products. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says advancing the economy is one of the key goals of the upcoming session of the Saskatchewan Legislature. The legislative session resumes Wednesday in Regina. Merritt says completing the fall harvest and improving the rural economy through trade are important goals this year. What we're really concerned about right now, obviously, is, is getting this crop uh, in the bin for the farmers across, across the province. I think probably, first and foremost, the economy is very important to us as a government to continue to, uh, to see the economy grow. And with that, obviously, comes jobs and, uh, and opportunities that way. So obviously, that's going to be our, one of our highest priorities. It's growing the economy of this province, and agriculture is a big part of that, Jim. And I hope that in my role, we can find ways of, of enhancing that. Obviously, there's, there's lots of ways that, that I think we can, we can do some more things. Trade is the big one. I think we've really got to look for new markets and uh, enhance that side of it. Value adding, uh, I think our government has taken a pretty lead role in offering opportunities for the private sector to come in and value add agriculture products. I think some other opportunities we have is new technology, uh, new things we're doing and research. And I think I really believe that the Ministry of Agriculture and this government has a great partnership with the universities in growing uh, technology and new varieties of grains and things that we're doing with them in processing. I think uh, we have a lot of opportunity to grow the ag sector, uh, both from the livestock side and from the grain side, Jim. The province held a consultation process that ended October 1st on trespass regulations. Looking at that, what do you see coming out of that this session? Well, well, you know, uh, that's right. That's over in the Ministry of Justice, and they're dealing with that, Jim. So uh, we'll see how that unfolds. Agriculture, you know, obviously uh, it always brings up concerns in rural Saskatchewan with issues like that, especially when we see noxious weeds and uh, other diseases that are coming in that 
farmers and ranchers are concerned about access to property, and but we'll see where it goes with the Ministry of Justice, and that's where it is now. You talked about harvest and wanting, of course, to see it wrap up. Just what is the latest progress on harvest? We've had dry weather now for a week, which is, uh, and the outlook is still good for the coming week. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, I think we have to be very optimistic that to see it done what has been done. I know I was home on the weekend. We uh, helped a couple of neighbors finish up, and uh, we're continuing that even this week. And driving around uh, down there on the weekend, I saw neighbors moving in and helping neighbors. And I think you'll see that. Uh, I know you'll see that. Uh, right across the province, Jim, that's one thing this province is famous for is farmers are helping each other, people helping each other. And even on social media, I saw lots of it where neighbors were going over to help other neighbors wrap it up. And we do need another week or two. Uh, you know, obviously the Northwest still has some issues there, and I hope they get another week or two of good weather. They can get it done. And I know, Jim, I've been in this position where the crop isn't off yet, and Farmers are are getting a little anxious, and I I just ask them to really be safe out there. I think that's the most important, Jim, because they all have family that want to see them home every night. Agriculture Minister David Merritt farms at Fife Lake, about 200 kilometres southwest of Regina. CN Rail says the increased use of private hopper cars has boosted the capacity of prairie grain shipments for export. The Director of Grain Marketing for CN Rail, David Shidnovic, says some customer-supplied hopper cars are integrated into grain movement, and other blocks of hopper cars are controlled by the shipper that are not integrated into the common pool. He says the size of the shipper-controlled private car fleet has increased substantially in the past few years and will grow more this year. The use of those private cars needs to be operationally efficient to make it fit into our Western Canadian operations. Now, in the case of hopper cars in the common pool, it doesn't really matter what origin those cars are sent to for the next load because those cars all come from the same pool. Now, compare that to a canola crush plant. The private canola meal and canola oil cars that a specific company is running on CN need to get back to that specific company's plant. They just can't go to a different customer. It's the same now for bulk grain service for some customers. If they have private cars running as discrete sets, once that private set makes empty at destination, it just can't go to any origin back in Western Canada. It has to go back to one of that company's specific facilities. Red cars have to go back to red origins. Blue cars have to go back to blue origins when it comes to privates. More complexity gets introduced into planning and operations for CN and the customer. Shidnovic describes where private hopper cars ensure efficient grain movement. Well, to make a long story short, it's origin-destination pairs where that block of cars can be efficiently and easily kept together. So, for most grain export terminals in Vancouver, where trains have to be broken up into multiple ladder tracks, not a fit. Prince Rupert is a better fit. Lots more room to maneuver up there. The future, however, lies with country elevators with long single tracks or loop tracks shipping to loop track destinations. Here, the private car model is a really good fit. Shidnovic outlines the improvement to the supply chain capacity with the CN and customer-supplied hopper cars. In the 2018-19 grain plan that we submitted to Transport Canada on August 1st, we cited CN's guidance on maximum supply chain capacity for grain movement at 5,500 per week outside of winter and 4,000 per week in winter for CN-supplied equipment. Now, there were a few comments suggesting that this capacity was remaining static. However, here's the key piece that's missing. The 5,500 and the 4,000 is for CN-supplied equipment only. Private cars moving as discrete sets, moving bulk grain, is on top of that. So go back four years, for example, and you could count the number of private shipper-controlled cars moving bulk grain at maybe 20 or 30 per week tops. Fast forward to 2018, and it's more like 3 to 500 per week, and that's on top of the 5,500 for CN-supplied equipment. This number is going to grow over the course of the crop year. So don't think 5,500, think 5,500 plus privates and growing. The shift to privates, where it's operationally efficient to do so, 
is a fundamental change in how customers can secure car supply to move grain on CN in Western Canada. David Chudnovic is the Director of Grain Marketing for CN Rail. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. A market analyst says the fall movement of calves off pasture to market is putting pressure on prices. And Wasco says prices are down 5 to 10 cents a pound this month. She says strong demand should buffer any further downward pressure. Well, the calf market's a little bit softer than where it was certainly back in September when some of the pre-selling was going on. Uh, some producers were offering calves for fall delivery uh, ahead of time and, and getting some really stout prices. Prices are a wee bit back from that today, but again, it's very regional, day-to-day and spot-to-spot. But lots of calves moving, and uh, we see that with more cattle on feed. Uh, that's the data that we're seeing from Canfax. So it's been a busy start to the fall run for sure. So what's the outlook in the next week or so? Well, normally what happens in here, Jim, as we go into the end of October and November is, is really when kind of those peak numbers happen. You know, most of the, the calves, of course, are all starting to hit the feedlots. And, of course, it's been a very disrupted fall from a farming and harvesting perspective so uh and feedlots still trying to get things in shape to receive these calves so there's the potential is there for a little bit more pressure and that's you know usually what happens last year that's not what happened but markets got stronger but i would i would be prepared for a, a more typical fall run which which tends to mean a little easier prices as we finish off this month so if you see say there's pressure on prices how much do you see them going down in the next couple of weeks Oh, that's, that's so hard to say. I mean, I think, you know, the market may be um, 5 to 10 lower than, a, than it was. Uh, maybe there's a bit more pressure than that, but there's still lots of demand for these calves. The question is just the logistics of getting them in uh, and getting them freighted to where they need to be on time. So I, I don't think the market's going to run into a lot of trouble, but certainly there could be spots. When you say 5 10, you mean 5 to 10 cents? 5 to 10 cents a pound, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the, what's driving this strong demand. Is it offshore or is it locally domestic? Well, the good answer to that, Jim, is both. So all year, both in the U.S. and Canada, we've seen strong domestic demand. Retailers, food service have continued to, to move beef. So that's been a very positive. And then the export front for both Canada and the U.S. have also remained very strong. Our exports so far this year are up 4% and the U.S. is double digits. So Again, uh, those Asian markets, and this week we've had lots of news around the, um, the CPTPP deal, getting past third reading, uh, moving on to, to Senate review, and certainly Canada's excited to be uh, you know, in that deal. And as soon as we get ratification there, being in the first six countries to see their reduction in tariff rates into uh, 10 other countries, of which Japan is one of them, our number two market for Canadian beef. So exciting things happening on the trade front. And Wasco is a Saskatchewan cattle market analyst. Back in a moment. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola increased ten cents at four fifty seven ninety two. Oats rose a dollar fifty one at one ninety twenty. Number one red spring wheat fell thirty one cents at two forty four twenty seven. 
The rest were unchanged. Durham, 213.94. Feed barley, 189.63. Flax, 487.52. Yellow peas, 235.54. And feed wheat, 187.80. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, December wheat is down 2 cents at 5.86 and 3 quarters cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Heartland Livestock Market Report, Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards, 13,000 kills through the ring here last week on the cow market on Tuesday, 1,200 head. That's huge for this time of year. The average 77.50 and all the cows sold. Good smooth cows, 80 to 85. So certainly the older cows getting discounted quite a way from there. On our Saturday calf sale, 4,000 Angus calves, the six. Uh, 60, 70 weight steers, 211 to 211.75, right at 6, 209 to 211.75. 550s, 250 to 216, the 4,800 pounders, 215 to 2,275. 400 pound steers, 225 to 249. 50. The 350s bring 1850 to 188 tight to four they bring 189 all the way up to a dollar 98 on a straight load of black angus heifers the 350 weight heifers 204 75 these calves are selling between 100 and 120 dollars per head less money than they were in the same sale the year previous that's the way it is in cattle country heartland swift current now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Friday, selling a range of 140 to 158 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,700 heads, selling a range of 140 to 156 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, October 19th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 151.07, Ham's Cash, 149.57, Thunder Creek Brickle, 155.80, and High Life, $158 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. U.S. cash markets are expected to continue last week's lower trend. The saw value is losing an average of 50 cents U.S. 100 per day. While hog supplies were ample, U.S. packers did not maximize their capacity and a couple of weekdays saw daily totals well under 470,000 hogs. While last week's slaughter was one of the largest on record and 5% larger than the same week last year, it is close to 100,000 hogs fewer than ag economist Steve Meyer's annual U.S. slaughter capacity survey. Domestic demand is performing well, especially in the pork belly market, where the price of bellies are up 50% from year-ago levels. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. The outlook, sunny, the high 10, winds up to 15K, the low minus 5. Wind chill minus 5 tonight, minus 11 overnight. Tomorrow, sunny, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50, the high 13 Tuesday, the low 0. In Regina, sunny and 5, that's 41 Fahrenheit. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.